Last week, we began a series on Thanksgiving as we get closer to the Thanksgiving holiday, and we're looking at a few of the Psalms uh, to help us learn how we can be thankful. And we talked about last Sunday that how when we think about God, Thanksgiving should just flow out of us. That the mere thought of God should bring forth gratitude and thankfulness. We also talked about last week that sometimes that can be difficult. It can be difficult depending on your view of God, on our understanding of God. It can be difficult depending on, on what our current circumstances are and perhaps the condition of our soul. If we aren't in a good place spiritually, then what we think about God's probably not going to be thankfulness or, or gratitude. What I want to realize through our look at these psalms is that we need to be in a place, in a state of total dependence on God. A thankful heart is a dependent heart. If you realize your utter dependence on God, then you are going to have a thankful heart. That no matter what we're going through, no matter our circumstances, no matter what's going on around us, no, no matter the condition of our heart and soul, we remain always dependent on God and thankful for God. We saw it last week and we see it again today. The psalmist writes, Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His love endures forever. We're going to remain with a constant attitude of gratitude towards God and a dependence on God. God is good. He is a good God. He's a good Father, and His love endures forever. That is something to be thankful for. Let me ask you something, though, this morning. What do you tend to do when things in life get difficult? Life throws you a curveball, so to speak. Where do you run? Or whom do you run to? Or what do you turn to? I talked about this before, but we're either one of two people. We either run away from the problem or we run towards the problem. We either try to run away and hide or we try to face it head on. When I'm dealing with something, whether outside of my control or a problem of my own making, I've kind of figured out who I need to turn to. That person's my Heavenly Father. At least, I try to most of the time. Our psalm this morning is one of thanksgiving, as we've already seen, but it's one of thanksgiving after being delivered from something. The psalmist is thanking God for delivering God's people from harm, from enemies, from wandering, from being lost, even from rebellion. And the key idea from the psalm this morning is that God is willing and able to restore these people to restore you and me who call on him even in all kinds of situations. When we call on the name of the Lord, we cry out to God. We cry out in our distress. Again, whether it's something outside of our control or something from our own making, when we cry out to God for help, God is there to help his people. And what I want us to see is that there's no room for self-help. There's no room for self-help. There's no room for pride. 
To cry out to God for help when there is no other help to be found is an invitation for us to humble ourselves. And to realize that we are helpless. That we are utterly dependent upon God. That we are helpless without God's deliverance. So let's look at the beginning of this psalm. Again, the psalmist writes, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. The lesson here is we need to depend on God for deliverance from our foes. Now, based on the context clues of our passage, it's believed that this psalm was written just after the Israelites were, were released from captivity in Babylon. If you remember, the nation of Israel spent 70 years in captivity away from their homeland. The prophet Jeremiah had warned uh, the nation before their captivity started in, in uh, 605 B.C. that they would be in captivity to the Babylons because of their disobedience to God. And so another reason that I love this verse 1, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. This is coming from a people who were under the bond of their foes for more than 70 years. It would have been easy for them to be angry with God because of the fact that God allowed this to happen. And so this just goes to serve as a lesson for all of us when we're under the hand of our foes, our enemies. We can't lose heart. We can't lose faith in God's ability to deliver us from the hand of our enemy. We can still be thankful for God and who God is. Now look, the Hebrew word for foe here can be used as, for enemy or foe. It can also mean trouble. So sometimes our foes or our enemies are not just people, but their circumstances. In, in the context of the psalm, the, 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 it speaks of the nation of Babylon. That's their enemy. And the phrase used in verse 2 that God has redeemed them from the power of the foe can mean that God can redeem, God can deliver us from our foes and from our circumstances. You see, the nation needed God to deliver them, just as he had delivered the, them from Egypt under Moses. And verse 3 gives us this great picture of God gathering his people from all over the world, from east and west, north and south. Remember, the Israelites were, had been scattered yet yeah, to Babylon, but also the Assyrians had grabbed them. Some had gone and escaped to Egypt. Now they were all returning Home. Coming home. They were all coming home. And God del had delivered them. And they're praising. They're praising God. They're offering thanks to God. So let me ask you. What foes have you under their control? What trouble has control over you? God can deliver you from the hands of your enemy. God can deliver you from your sins and your addictions and anything else that's trying to enslave you. Are you being overtaken by anger? 
God can deliver you. Are you being overtaken by hurt? God can heal you. Are you being enslaved by not being able to forgive? Are you allowing that to enslave you? God can deliver you from that. No matter what or who holds you captive, God can offer deliverance if you will humble, humble yourself and cry out to him and ask. Just ask. Just cry out to God for help, and he will deliver you. Let's look at the next few verses, 4 through 9. The psalmist writes, Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their, their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. The lesson here is that we need to depend on God for deliverance when we are lost. This section of, of the psalm speaks to how those who are lost, those who are literally or figuratively wandering in the wilderness, God, they can be delivered to safety by God. The psalmist could be very, very well referring to the Israelites who wandered in the desert during the exodus from Egypt. He could be referring to the Israelites when they wandered to and from Babylon. In verses 4 and 5, the people of God wander and they, they can't find shelter or food in their own effort, even though they've tried. It wasn't until they cried out to God that he found shelter for them, thus leading to the idea of dependence on God rather than their own strength. As followers of Christ, when we spiritually wander and stray from the Lord, we, in the same way, naturally move away from our provision and our safe place. Verse, verse 5 tells us that God's people had, had given up. They were at their wit's end. You ever felt that way? You ever been at your wit's end? Wanted to give up? Seems like there's no way home. Life's falling apart around you. Guess what? God can deliver you. But here's the thing, here's the thing, we tend to want to, we want to avoid difficulties of life. I mean, and understandably so, they're hard, right? They're not pleasant, they're not enjoyable. Trials and unfortunate situations are always going to happen in life. James 1 says it's a part of this journey we're on, it's meant to refine us. These verses and others in Psalm 107 contain words and phrases like wasteland and hungry and thirsty, distress, chains. Yet these are the very things that made these people of God so thankful for God's intervention once they cried out for help. God's people, they wandered in the wilderness becoming homeless and hungry and on the verge of death when they became housed and fed, both physically and spiritually, they were likely able to look back to the time when they had nothing and hopefully 
they were able to have gratitude and thanksgiving. Let me ask you, are you thankful? Are you truly thankful for all that you have? Or are you taking this life for granted? Do you take the the home, the place that you live for granted? When's the last time you thank God for the basic necessities of life? For food, water, air, clothes, your bed. I love my bed. When's the last time you, you thank God that you had a place to lay your head? There are times when our wondering, our lostness, is due to a sense of pride. Thinking that this life can be done on our own terms. And we can fix our own problems. Everything we have is simply from our own hands. Pride is is incredibly crippling. And the result can lead to a fear of not being able to ask for help. Well, I can do it on my own. I don't need anybody's help. And when we get into the habit of not asking each other for help, we also run the danger of never asking God for help. But when we are willing to cry out to God, He will answer. Are you, are you wandering aimlessly? Are you lost in the wilderness? The thing about being lost is sometimes you don't know it. Maybe it's time to cry out to the Lord, to call on the name of the Lord. Let's look at our last few verses, verse 10 through 14. Psalmist says, Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains. Because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Lesson here is we need to depend on God for deliverance when we have rebelled against God. We've all been in this spot. Some of us are still in this spot. The fact of the matter is, sometimes we bring difficult times on ourselves due to rebellion. The nation of Israel was in captivity because of their rebellion against God. The nation had rebelled against the commands of God and despised the plans of the Most High. And that's what's so amazing about our God. Even when we rebel against Him, He is still willing to forgive and deliver us when we cry out to Him for help. When we cry out to Him in repentance. These folks who cried out to God caused their own issues by rebelling against God, yet here God is reversing their circumstances, breaking their chains. Not only does God have the love and the will and the power to deliver, He also has the power to break them free from their chains. 
What I want you to hear from these verses is that God has a high, high capacity to forgive and to love. Jesus went to the cross while we were still sinners. That's how much God loves you and me. If you are running or you are rebelling against God, all you have to do is to call out to Him and He will forgive you. If you've never given your life to Jesus and you're still in a state of rebellion, you simply need to put your faith in Jesus. Repent of your sins to God. Confess Jesus as Lord and be baptized into Christ. When you do this, all is forgiven and forgotten. God will accept you with open arms, with a clean slate and no condemnation. For there is no condemnation in Christ. Imagine that there are those here today who need this and just cry out to God. Humble yourselves and cry out to Him. People need the mercy of the Lord extended to them. Morally, we are all captives, lost, or in a state of rebellion at some point in life. And the worst feature of this moral distress is that many of us are oblivious to this fact. We don't know we're lost. It's time time to accept the fact that God has opened the door for you. Open the door for you to come home. Life brings about many different types of distress, whether outside of our control or oftentimes self-inflicted. Yet God brings us out of all of them when we call out to Him. And when we call out to Him, we are acknowledging our dependence on Him. We cannot get ourselves out of the situations alone or in our own strength And so therefore, we should be thankful to our Lord for His merciful rescue. The bottom line is this. When we're exhausted, you ever been exhausted? Are you exhausted right now? When we're exhausted from the hard circumstances of life, we've got to depend on God and not our own strength. We must cry out to God for help. Amen. Heavenly Father, we are thankful. We are thankful that whether of our own making or outside of our control, when life is thrown as curveballs, When we see no way out, we can cry out to you, and you are there. We are thankful that you will deliver us. Forgive us for where we have rebelled against you, where we've broken your your word and your law. Help us to be healed from past hurts, 
and unforgiveness. Free us to forgive those around us. Free us from the hands of our enemies, whatever those enemies may be. Deliver us. Deliver us. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.